Mr. Majika, Chapter 6. Mr. Potter goes for a spin. But no one did. Days went by, then several weeks, and nothing peculiar happened in Class 3. After a time, Mr. Majika, who at first had continued to look very worried and cross, stopped seeming to be so unhappy about the loss of his potion. Eventually, he seemed to have forgotten all about it. The weather gradually began to warm up. One morning, about two weeks before the end of term, it was so hot that Mr Majika opened the windows in Class 3. For some reason, Hamish Bigmore seemed very pleased at this, although no one could make out why. Mr Majika was in charge of school dinner that day, and he walked up and down between the tables, making sure that everyone was eating tidily and not making a mess. Hamish Bigmore was being unusually nice to him. Oh, Mr Magic, he kept saying, isn't it a lovely day? I do hope you're feeling well today. Yes, thank you, Hamish, said Mr Majika, obviously pleased that Hamish was being polite. Is there anything I can get you? Hamish asked, smiling sweetly. I'm sure the dinner ladies would give me a cup of tea for you if I asked them nicely. Shall I go to the kitchen and see? Mr Majika smiled back at Hamish. That's very kind of you, he said. Yes, I would love a cup of tea if they can make me one without too much trouble. And off went Hamish. A few minutes later he came back, carrying the tea. Here you are, Mr Magic, he said, still smiling sweetly. I do hope you like it. Thank you, Hamish, said Mr Majika, putting it down on the table to let it cool before drinking it. At this moment, Mr Potter bustled up. Ah, Mr Majika, I wonder if we could do a bit of a change round this afternoon. I haven't seen much of Class 3 this term, so I'd like to take them after lunch, and you can take Class 4, who I'd normally be teaching. Will that be all right? Certainly said Mr Majika. That's fine, said Mr Potter, and he was just going when he saw the cup of tea. Ah, he said, rather puzzled. I see the dinner ladies have left my tea out here today. I always have a cup of tea after lunch, you know. Wakes me up. And with that, he downed the tea at one gulp, muttered, far too much sugar, and hurried back to his office. Hamish Bigmore had gone rather pale. What's the matter? Pete asked him. Hamish said nothing, but a moment later, after Mr Majika had gone off to teach class four, he whispered to Pete, We're for it now, really for it. What do you mean? asked Pete. That cup of tea, said Hamish. It was meant for Mr Magic. I know that, said Pete, but I don't think he really minded Mr Potter drinking it. It's not that, you ass, said Hamish. There was flying potion in it. What? shouted Pete. Shh, said Hamish. I meant it for Mr Majika. I thought I'd get my own back for being turned into a frog. So I hid the flying potion and meant to make him drink it all one day when the window was open and I hoped he'd fly away out of the window and never come back. And now Mr Potter's drunk it instead. Was there a lot in the cup? asked Pete. The whole bottle, said Hamish gloomily. I can't imagine what's going to happen. P 
Pete thought for a few moments. Then he said, If odd things start to happen to Mr Potter, we'll all get into trouble, you can be sure of that. And if he finds out that Mr Magic's flying potion is at the back of it, you can be sure Mr Magic will lose his job and Class 3 will be given an ordinary teacher instead. Now that may be what you want, Hamish Bigmore, but the rest of us certainly don't. So I'm going to warn everyone not to pay any attention if Mr Potter starts to fly. It's the only hope. When Mr Potter arrived to teach Class 3 15 minutes later, everyone had been warned. They sat silently at their desks, knowing that something very odd was probably going to happen, but determined not to laugh or give any other sign that something extraordinary was going on. In fact, for a very long time, nothing happened at all. Mr Potter began to give them an ordinary, boring lesson, and the afternoon dragged by as slowly as usual. It takes half an hour to work, Jodie whispered to Thomas. The flying potion, I mean. The half hour was up a long time ago, whispered Thomas. I can't think why nothing's happening. I know, whispered Pete. It's because he's not thinking about flying. You've got to think about it in order to leave the ground. Well, let's hope he doesn't think about it, whispered Pandora. Mr Potter glanced up irritably. Stop that whispering at the back, he said. Has any of you been listening to me? What I've been talking about, Jodie? There was an awkward silence as Jodie tried to remember what Mr Potter had been saying. It was something about how the wind works, wasn't it? She asked, hopefully. Certainly not, spluttered Mr Potter. I have been giving you a lesson on the forces of gravity. Do you know what gravity is? Jodie shook her head. Oh, really, said Mr Potter. You haven't been listening at all. Gravity is the thing which keeps us all on the ground and stops us floating up into the air. His voice became a squeak of surprise on the last three words, for as he spoke them, he himself left the floor and began to rise slowly towards the ceiling. There were a few snufflings among class three as they stuffed handkerchiefs into their mouths to stop themselves laughing, but otherwise silence. Mr Potter had stopped rising and was suspended in mid-air about four feet from the floor. Uh, he said. Something peculiar seems to have... He looked at Class 3, and Class 3 looked back at him. No one laughed or said anything. Slowly, Mr Potter came down to the ground. He must have stopped thinking about floating, whispered Jodie. Let's make him talk about something else. That should keep his mind off it. Mr Potter, said Thomas loudly, we don't really want to hear any more about the force of gravity. Why not tell us about wings instead? Certainly not, said Mr Potter crossly. Kindly attend to the lesson. As I was saying, gravity stops us from floating in the air. Now you may ask how it is that birds manage to fly. Let me tell you, when birds wave their wings, he started to wave his arms to show them what he meant. And as he did so, he rose once more in the air. At first he didn't seem to notice and simply went on talking. By moving their wings, he said, birds create a current of air which permits them to fly wherever they want. They can fly to the left. And so saying, Mr Potter flew across the classroom. Or to the right. He flew back to his desk. Or round and round in circles. As he said these last words, Mr Potter slowly circled the room and then returned to his desk. He looked puzzled. 
"'Uh,' he said. "'I don't know how to put these boys and girls, "'but but during the last few minutes while I was talking to you, "'I had the strange sensation that, well, that I was flying like a bird. "'Did you notice anything odd, boys and girls?' "'Oh, no,' said Thomas. "'We didn't see a thing,' said Pete. "'You must have imagined it,' said Jodo. "'Only,' said Thomas, "'we wish you'd stop thinking about, I mean talking about flying "'and tell us about something else.' "'Listen, boy,' said Mr Potter crossly, "'I am going to finish my lesson on the force of gravity "'and I want no more interruptions from you.' Now, you must understand that if it were not for the force of gravity, we couldn't simply walk about on two legs. Why, we'd often find ourselves standing on our heads. And of course, as he said these words, Mr Potter's feet rose a little from the ground and he slowly turned right over in the air, coming to rest standing on his head. There was silence. Are you sure nothing peculiar is happening to me, boys and girls? came Mr Potter's voice from the floor. Oh, nothing at all, said Pandora Green. You're just standing by your desk as usual. Oh, said Mr Potter. Oh, well, I I really ought to go and see a doctor about these funny things I keep imagining. Still, I must finish the lesson. He cleared his throat. Not only would we find ourselves often standing on our heads, he continued, but without gravity, we could simply throw, float out through any open window, sail up to the sky and never came back. And of course, exactly as these words left Mr Potter's lips, he left the floor and began to float, still upside down, towards the open window. Quick! shouted Pete. Someone shut the window or he'll never be seen again. Everyone made a rush for the window. But just at that moment, the bell rang for the end of afternoon school. And as it did so, Mr Potter came back to earth with a bump and sat up rubbing his head. Good gracious, he said. What a lot of funny things I've been imagining. Boys and girls, back to your places. I never said you could go yet. The half hour's up, whispered Jodie. The flying potion has worn off. Thank goodness for that. The door opened and in came Mr Majika. He was holding something in his hand. I hope they behave themselves, he asked Mr Potter, who nodded rather weakly. That's good, said Mr Majika. I found this in the kitchen. He showed Class 3 what was in his hand. It was the empty bottle which had contained the flying potion. I just wondered if anyone had been, he said, looking at them meaningfully. Class 3 shook their heads. Nothing's happened at all, Mr Magic said Hamish Bignall firmly. It was just an ordinary lesson. But I think Mr Potter would like a cup of tea to calm his nerves. And no sugar in it this time. <laughs>